13, verse number 10. There the Bible says, And he, that is Jesus, was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years, and was bowed together, and could in no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him. Now, I don't know about you, but I got hallelujah wrote right in there. He called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the people, And there are six days in which men ought to work, and them therefore come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. The Lord then answered him and said, Thou hypocrite, doth not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound, lo, these eighteen years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? And when he had said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed. Now, I don't blame them. And all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. Lord, you know I stand in need of thee. I pray, dear Father, that the Holy Ghost will help me right now just to say whatever you would have me to say. God, do a work in somebody's heart, we pray. This is not about me, it's about you. And so, Lord, I beg you that now the Spirit of God, the breath of God, the unction of the Holy One would be upon us to make us to be an instrument unto righteousness, a vessel unto honor in thy hand. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. This wonderful miracle of healing that Jesus placed upon this certain particular woman on the Sabbath day while in the tabernacle is of great interest to me. This woman was hurting. This woman was harnessed. This woman was hampered. This woman had actually been halted. But here on the Sabbath day in the house of God, she got help. The Bible said that she was hurting. She had to be hurting because she had been bowed together for some 18 years, painfully bent in an unnatural position, always looking down and always being looked down upon. Her life was miserable. Constantly in terrible pain and agony and suffering with never a good outlook on life. Now, I, some of you may be able to tell me more about back problems than I've had in my past. But I uh, had a dad that I watched for many years that had back problems. He worked over at Tate, Georgia and the Tate, Georgia Marble Company. And uh, he ran what they called a bandsaw. And that saw, there would be marble pieces that would come down a conveyor and down some rollers. And uh, he would 
have to take a prize bar and level it up and move it around. Sometimes those pieces of marble would weigh three and four tons. And he had to take a prize bar and somehow push and pull and shove and get it in line so that the saw could do its job in sawing that piece of marble. Many a time I've seen him to where he couldn't straighten up. Many a time I've seen him where he had to sleep in a recliner. He had to sit in a rocking chair. He couldn't do much of anything. He had a hard time getting around. I've watched him for years have trouble with back problems. Any of you ever had that kind of problem? You know when your back's out of whack and you're hurting your back, you hurt all over. This woman had been bent double. She had been bowed together for 18 years. She had to be in great pain. Now, a few years ago, I was getting off the bus. Most of you know I traveled with the Inspirations Quartet for 41 years. And we'd got home, and I was taking all my worldly goods, all my belongings back to the house, get my dirty clothes washed and all that kind of stuff. And as I was coming down the steps to get out the door, I don't know how I did it, don't even know what I got it on. But I hung my back pocket on something. Never did find out what. But with that weight in front of me going down the steps and at night and at dark and me trying to get off the bus, it jerked me so hard that it actually ripped the back pocket off of my blue jeans. And I didn't think much about it at the time. I got straightened up outside, shut the door and went on the house. But every day after that, it began to show up. Because what had happened, I actually jerked the muscles loose from the backbone in a couple of places. And with that jerking that loose, it created a little spot on both sides of my spine and on both sides of my spinal cord that a little cyst began to grow in that spot. And the longer they grew, the bigger they got, the more pressure it put on my spinal column. And in about six months, I was feeling it all over. And then they started doing x-rays and making pictures and doing all this stuff that doctors do. And they finally got to an MRI which showed them what was there. And they said, these have got to come out. Well, they scared me to death with it. Because when they went to one set of doctors, they said, we got to do this and this and this and this. And we're going to have to fuse this and this and this. And I said, really? All that? Am I, do I really need all of that? They said, well, you're going to eventually. That didn't help me at all. But finally I went and got a third opinion, not just a second, but a third opinion. And that doctor said, let's just take care of the problem right here, right now. If you ever need that other, we'll talk about it. But right now, let's just take care of this immediate need. I said, this is the guy I want to do this. And so he operated, he took those cysts out, and by the time that was done, it had been a year since this had happened, and I'd gotten to the place that going up and down steps was really a hard matter. I was virtually use, losing the use of my legs going up and down steps because of the pressure that those cysts were putting on my spinal column. I can't imagine, I cannot imagine the pain and the agony and the suffering this woman was going through bowed over together for 18 years. She was hurting. She was miserable. She was always looking down, never able to look up. Thank God I'm glad I know from which my help cometh. My help cometh from the Lord. 
I get to look up toward him and he looks down toward me. And we have a relationship together that I get help from the Lord that looks down in my direction. She couldn't look up toward him. She couldn't look up at anybody. She was always been overlooking down and all she could see was what was in front of her. That's the way most Baptists are. All they can see is right what's in front of them. All they can see circumstances to the left and to the right. And they wonder why in the world they're in such a mess that they're in. It's because they haven't looked up unto him who's able to bless them and take care of their needs. I'm glad I've got one that's still able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. He's able to take care of us. He's able to heal us. He's able to deliver us if we'll only look unto the author and the finisher of our faith. Not only was she hurting, but she'd been harnessed. Jesus said this woman had been bound by Satan, afflicted by evil powers for 18 years. Doesn't tell us what she'd got into. Doesn't tell us the mess that she had gotten into that caused Satan to bind her up this way. Whether it be drugs or alcohol or immorality or pride. Of thinking of oneself much more highly than we ought to. I've been around Baptists all of my life. Matter of fact, I've been a Baptist since nine months before I was born. And I've learned a whole lot about them. And I found out there are some Baptists that can strut sitting down. Because they are so built up within themselves. I've done this, I've done that. Look what I've accomplished. Don't tell me about what you've accomplished. Tell me what Jesus has done. Glorify him, magnify him, lift him up. It's not about yourself and what you can do. It's not about a pat on the back for you. It's about praising the one that is worthy of adoration and praise. Don't know whether it was selfishness or greed. Don't know what the problem had been. Don't know why she was in this condition. The Bible doesn't say so. But there's a whole lot of folks that are bound down by Satan because of where they are and who they are and what they think they are and who they're associated with and the life that God has blessed them to have. Amen. She had been harnessed by Satan. Can I go on record to tell you that if you're not safe and secure in the hand of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you're very possibly in the grip of Satan already. Amen. 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 He walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He's on your trail. And you're no match for him. Amen. This little woman was hurting. She was harnessed and she'd been hampered. She was hampered in the fact that she could not live a normal life. Amen. There was no real enjoyment for her. There was no real happiness for her. She was very limited in what she could do and where she could go. Imagine being in this kind of position. She was never satisfied with anything. Don't point. That's not nice. She was never satisfied with anything. Have you ever met them folks that you just know they're not going to be satisfied with nothing? That's right. They've never got a good word for anybody or anything. It's always a complaint in the morning and, come, and they've always wanted to talk about how bad things are. And them kind of Baptists are the ones that you can look in their face and you can almost tell you don't need to ask them how they're doing. 
because they're going to tell you anyway. And when they tell you, you're, they're going to make you about as depressed as they are. Amen. This woman had a bad outlook on life because she didn't have an uplook. All she could see was circumstances round about her. She never had a good word for anybody because nobody ever had a good word for her. I thought about this and it just kind of makes sense to me. With her being bold double all the time, even the kids would look at her and come by and say, I'm bigger than her. I'm taller than she is. Amen. I've got a better life than she does. Amen. She had been halted because the Bible said she could in no wise straighten herself up. She was not getting any better. We can't straighten ourselves up. I don't know how many folks I've witnessed to and how many I've talked to, how many folks that I've said that needed to get right with God. I've tried to witness to them, talk to them, and they say, now, preacher, I've got some things that I've got to get straight, and then I'll come to God. Trying to get the cart before the horse. They want to get something straightened out and then come to God. And every time I tell them, look, if you'll bring it to God, he'll get it straightened out and you won't have to. But they always think they've got to do something themselves. Amen. By grace through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. It's not about your works. It's not about what you can do. It's not about your ability. It's not about your pride. It's not about your arrogance. It's not about your education. It's not about who you are or what you can do. It's about a God that can do anything but fail. This woman was halted in the fact that she couldn't do anything about it. I'm sure she'd been to every doctor there was in town and they hadn't been able to help her for 18 years. Amen. There are some things that only God can do for you. Amen. She was, nothing she had worked, tried had helped. But the fact was, she was not hopeless. Amen. I'm glad as long as there's breath, there's still hope. Oh, you can sit there if you want to. I can have a spell with myself right there. I'm really glad that as long as there is breath, there is still hope. There is a God that is able. He can, he can still reach to wherever they are. He can, he can still get a hold of the matters. He can still change the circumstances. He can still deliver. There is nobody beyond the reach of God. Nobody that he cannot help. Finally on the Sabbath day. Finally at last, she decided, I'm going to go back to church. I'm going to go back to church. My glory to God, but when she got there, she found God was already there. Amen. We'll go and try everything else before we'll go to the house of God, before we'll try the man of God, before we'll try to get help from God, we'll try everything else. Yes, sir. This woman finally went back to the house of God and when she got there, she found out that God was already in the house. He was already in control of things. He was already looking for her. He, glory to God. I'm glad he came looking for me one day. And Jesus 
called her to him. He called her to him. Blesses me to think that soon, unless the Lord comes or calls, July 22nd of this year, uh, I will have, I'll get to celebrate 55 years from the time that he called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. I was at church minding my own business on a Wednesday morning. Amen. In an old-fashioned church house over in Price Creek, Georgia. You don't know where that was, but he did. And he was there on purpose. And the word of God was preached and the power of God came down and the Holy Ghost brought conviction to my heart and he stood at the end of the pew and called unto me and said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He called unto me and said, Come, call on me. I'll show you great and mighty things that thou knowest not. The Spirit of God convicted me of my sin. Scared me absolutely to death. I thought right at that moment, I'm fixing to fall headlong into hell. My parents were saved. My grandparents were all saved. They were the ones that were praying for me and asking God to intervene in my life. They were the ones that said, God, we need him to meet you. Amen. They're the ones that had held me up in prayer. and The Spirit of God called to my heart. I came out of that pew, come running down to an altar and fell down on my knees and said, Oh God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And the Spirit of God spoke to my heart and said, He already has, you're not in hell. I said, Then for Jesus' sake, save me. He said, All right, I will. He walked right into my heart, kicked hell out and unloaded glory and I ain't got over that yet. I got made a new, He called me to Him. I got saved by the grace of God. She responded favorably to his call. She came to him in the church house. She came to him. Say, preacher, do you have to be in church to get saved? No, but why would you want to look for a better place? How dumb do you have to be to try to find a better place than the house of God to get saved? How dumb do you have to be to try to find a better place than the house of God to get right with God? This woman came to him, all bowed over, bent double. And on the way there, Jesus said, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmities. In other words, woman, I'm setting you free. And if the Son therefore shall make you free, you are free indeed. She's still coming to Jesus, and she's all bent over, and she hears him say, You're free. But she didn't know she could straighten up. Amen. When I got saved by the grace of God, I didn't know all the benefits I was going to get off of it. All I knew at that very moment was the guilt of sin and the condemnation and the burden upon my heart was gone. I felt a peace that passeth all understanding come into my soul and lift me up, but I didn't know all the benefits that I was going to get and all the encounters that I was going to have day after day after day. Every day that I live, I got somebody living with me, somebody going with me, somebody helping me, somebody strengthening me, somebody wanting to straighten me up. Yes. 
John said, all the Father, Jesus said in John 6, all that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. We need God to intervene in the lives of those that are lost and undone, those that are troubled, those that are bowed over, those that Satan's got a grip on, those that Satan's bowed down, those that don't know any better. We need God to get a hold of them and do something for them. And the Bible said, then he laid his hands on her. Oh, glory to God. He laid his hands on her. Now, she is saved. Her life had been changed. She had a new life to live and a new walk and a new outlook on life because she was set free from what she had been. I hear the songwriter say right there, He touched me. Oh, he touched me. And oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something wonderful happened. And now I know he touched me and made me whole. <laughs> Isaiah tried to tell us a little bit about his hand and I'll be done. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 12, the Bible said, Who hath measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, and hath meted out the heaven with a span, and comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure, and weighed the mountains and scales and the hills in a balance. Now you can disagree with me, that's okay. But the Bible said that he measured all the waters in the hollow of his hand. Where I come from, that's one. The way we do math over in Pickens County, that just means one. In the hollow of his hand. Now that's not taken in the palm and the, up to the wrist. That's just that little indention part right down in the middle. And after day six, God hadn't created anything. All the water that he'd ever made was made up before the end of day six. And he put all of it. All the oceans, all the seas, all the rain, all the water that would ever be, he put it all in that little indenture part right down in the bottom of his hand. Amen. That's a pretty good sized hand. Ever since then, all he's done is recycle what he's already made. Amen. Now one of these days, he's going to make it all new. But he held it all in the palm, just that little hollow of his hand right there. And he meted out the heavens with a span. I got to thinking about that. Now, this is just me using my imagination, but the span of a hand is like this. The black preacher S.M. Lockridge said, God, standing on nothing. The reason he was standing on nothing is because there was nowhere for him to stand. Standing on nothing, reached out where there was nothing to, where nowhere to reach. Caught something when there was nothing there to catch. And he took that something and he hung it on nothing and said, stay there. And it's still there. 
He went on to say he took the hammer of his own will and he struck it against the anvil of his omnipotence and sparks flew therefrom and he caught them on the tips of his fingers and he named them one by one. Now scientists today tell us that there are so many stars they can't even make a guesstimation as how many there are. Yet the God who caught them on the tips of his fingers knows every one of them by name. Somehow I believe when he meted out the heavens with a span, the psalmist said he bedecked the universe or he put the stars in their movement by the movement of his fingers. That's what the word of God said. By the movement of his fingers, he put the stars in their orbits. I'm thinking he did it like that. And everything that there is came to be and put it right in place. And he measured it all by the measure of his hand. And then the Bible said that this woman who had just been loose from her infirmities, he puts both. Oh my. He put... Mm, mm, he put both of his hands on her. And she... Straightened up. Thank God I'm glad when I got up off of that altar, I was straightened up. I had a new outlook on life. I had a new pep in my step. I had a new walk with God. I had a somebody with me. I had a God that loved me. I had a friend that's sticking closer than a brother. I got a hand of God on my life. Ain't no wonder to me she began to have a shouting spell. The Bible says she glorified God. She's looking up eyeball to eyeball with everybody around there. Hadn't done that in 18 years. And she said, hallelujah. Glory to God. Bless his name. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> now there's some that didn't like it. They'll always be there until he comes and then they won't be around no more. Should have got a bigger amen than that. They won't be around anymore. They, they, that one in the Pharisees said, now there's six days in which to do work. Come to the house of God during those days and not come on the Sabbath day because I don't want to do work on the Sabbath day. Jesus looked at him and said, you hypocrite, you. Amen. Amen. This woman has been loose from her infirmity. She's been bound for 18 years. Satan has been kicked out of her life. She's got a brand new joy and a brand new peace and a brand new life. And you don't want her to come on the Sabbath day? Those that understood what was going on got in on the shouting with her and made fun of them. Amen. You know, Brother Mays used to say, he wanted to be right inside the gate when all them dry-eyed, dead-eyed Baptists that he'd preached to for 50 years came through the gate the first time. They come a-walking into heaven and they look and they go, Woo! Glory! He said, I want to step out from the shadows and say, Goody, 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 it had been that good all the time. Glorify God. Right. 
I wonder today, are you straightened up? How are you straightened up? Has God straightened you up? Forgiven you, cleansed you of your sin, and put his hand on your life? That you can praise God like you ought to. Amen. She couldn't praise the Lord the way she was, but when he put his hand on her, she could. He wants to put his hand on you. He does. I believe everybody ought to have themselves at least one good glorified spell before they get to go to glory. Just show the devil whose side you're on. But has God straightened you up? For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. When she left the house of God that day, she is walking uprightly. Amen. She was walking uprightly. And everybody she came in contact with, she had a smile on her face. As she walked back to her house, all them that met her, they'd go, Is, is that is that who I thought it was? Yeah, but I'm not like I used to be. Hallelujah. 